following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously. There, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to Extra Credits. Muggo, what are we talking about today? So before we get into what we're talking about, I just want to do roll call and start off. I'm Mugga from Bella Vista Court, not a street. I am Erica from Lucretia Avenue, not a street. I am Dominic from Golden West Avenue. I am Justin from Congress Street. Ooh. I'm Kerwin from South Vine Street. I'm Jason from Irvington Avenue, not a street. I'm Bling from Gabra Court, not a street. I'm Gus from Shalabi Street, not a street. <laughs> the, okay, anyways, the reason why we're saying this is because we're talking about a famous scene from the Wolf of Wall Street. We're going to talk about one scene, one scene only, the famous chanting scene with Matthew McConaughey and Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, everybody, come on. Okay, so this scene, okay, uh, has two actors in it. I mean, there's more extras. There's actually the guy that serves him the drinks and all that. But you have Mark Hanna, played by Matthew McConaughey. I want to start it off with him. Um, the reason why I'm starting it off with him is that this scene was shot in the second week of filming. Um, and there was another movie that Matthew McConaughey was doing. was called Dallas Buyers Club, which he also won an Academy Award for against Up. Leonardo DiCaprio for Wolf of Wall Street, which he's the other guy in it, which is Jordan Belfort. Um, does anyone notice his physique in this movie, Matthew McConaughey? I Skinny actually, as fuck. Yo, now I why? Brought why? That up earlier because he was filming Dallas Buyers Club. So I read that he had lost around fifty pounds for Dallas yes. Buyers Club. He's not at that level in this movie, no. but he is thinner than normal. Yeah. Yeah, it, but, but but you definitely, you notice it right away. Yes. But it was it was kind of weird. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, but I thought it was kind of weird that, that this is the second week of filming, so it's kind of like the beginning of the film, second week. But uh, it's known as the, uh, the chanting scene, and um, it starts off with the chanting, like we just did. And the reason why it does start that off is because Matthew McConaughey does this, I guess, as like a ritual before um, all of his scenes. He calls it like the um, like a meditation or something, whatever. And he was doing it. Leonardo DiCaprio noticed it, and he said, "Hey, <laughs> you have to put this in the movie." You know. So not only do they start it off, but they also then end this scene with it. And then Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Jordan Belfort, references it at a meeting with Stratton Oakmont. Do you guys like it? Dislike it? I mean, what are your thoughts? I love it. That's all you're going to say is I love it? Need I say more? I mean, I think if you like hear that thing, everyone knows what you're talking about and everyone tries to create it like we just did. I don't think as good as we did, but... What you're do you think? phenomenal. We <laughs> were Wolf of Wall Street just now. So, anyway, are you going to say anything? No? Maybe I guys... like this scene a lot. I feel like Matthew McConaughey did a really good job playing... What was the name Um Mark Hanna. Mark, Mark Hanna, Hanna, which is weird because Mark Hanna is an actual, from what I was reading, uh, a broker on Wall Street. Yes. Was he a true... Yes. Cocaine addicts, like well, I don't know about that. Um, like that's the whole I thing. Heard is, I thought like, everything's all elaborated. of that was exaggerated. Okay. Yes, a lot of that thing was bad. Uh, it still yeah. makes a badass scene. It does. Yeah. In anything that he plays on any movie. Because I mean, he's taking toot skis like at two o'clock or twelve o'clock in the afternoon at lunch. So I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, okay, Matthew, calm down. <laughs> but that chanting <laughs> scene, I just it's. I feel like they had that in the previews too, and I was like, "What the fuck is this like going to be in the movie?" I, I thought it was kind of goofy at first, but then you watch it, you're like, 
You just kind of see it's, Leo's eyes kind of shifting around, like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Right it was now? his idea. It was his idea. Yeah, you know, because really... he was like, what are you doing? Because when I'm getting into my next part, you can actually go on YouTube and do a script to screen. Have you guys ever mm-hmm. watched any of no. this scene alone, you know? And if you watch a normal script to scene, the, the, the script is just kind of flowing, you know, very fluidly, regular. This one, it doesn't. It stops because there's so much improvision in this, uh-huh. along with obviously this was not in the scene, you know? Improvisation. Oh, sorry. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> Come on, I can't say anything right. I can't even get my own name right. But anyway, so like they, they improved a lot, right? Um, obviously, this was not in there. Another one that we'll start talking about, because I just throw it out there, which I think is great, is the jerking off oh, little comment. My okay. God. <laughs> he says, you know, dude, jerk off. Now, that was in there, but then they go into detail. And I think it really shows how great these two actors are just feeding off each other when he says, you know, jerk off. Yeah. How many times a week? That was you know? Improv? I totally uh, agree with oh, yeah. that because it was. Well, they they, they don't gotta go like feed the geese, two, gentlemen. Two feed or three. He says, "I jerk off two times a day. I want to. But that's not why I do it. I do it because I fucking need to, you know." Yeah. And then they go into detail, and then he says, "You know, you gotta pump those rookie numbers up." That was not in the script, you know. What I mean, it's it's great, you know. It's that like, really wasn't dude, in the script. No, oh, a, none of that was. You, you didn't see that coming. That's I gold. Think that's oh. 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 Gus got an unintentional pun. Gus is winning in the, the puns. Um, no, it was it was surprising. Well, I mean, every time I watch it, I know it's coming, okay? But it just doesn't it make you just laugh hysterically every time? Because Matthew McConaughey is so serious, you He's know? So and like, no, go and back to the natural state where someone asks you, "Do you jack off?" Yeah. Well, not that, only is that like a little weird, some, but then how many times? Yeah. So then you're like, and Leo did a really good job of when he was like, wait. Like you can see on his face, he was kind of like, the fuck "Are you asking me?" And then he says, "This is this is a prescription, right?" What do you say? Because yeah, you will implode. You, know, you got to feed the geese to keep the blood flowing. <laughs> That's what he says. You know. Well, then, well, then he talks about jerking off to money. Yeah. But it, it's weird because they're not showing Matthew McConaughey; they're showing Leo, and Leo's just kind of like looking around, like, "Dude, what the fuck is this guy talking about?" The married guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's that classic comedy setup of Leo's playing a great straight man while McConaughey's just still in the shit. I mean, like, like you said, they're feeding off each other. It's yeah. And they are. I mean, this is like that Ocean's Eleven cast, you know, going off it, you know. Um, the other one, and I'll get into this whole scene, but was the the Fugazi or is it Fugazi? Does anyone know? That is Fugazi. Fugazi. So we'll, we'll get into the, all it's of that. Fairy. Yeah, it's a fairy dust. But before I get into that, Matthew McConaughey was quoted saying, the perfect set is when everybody is free enough creatively to steal from another. Even better when you steal from someone and then you give it back to them in the scene. The reason why I'm saying that is I guess when Matthew McConaughey and Leonardo DiCaprio first met, this happened with the whole Fugazi. And then McConaughey was like, hey, I'm going to put this back in on you and I'm going to mispronounce it. And that's why you see the Fugazi Fugazi. And that's why that is totally... Obviously not in the script, but I thought that was kind of cool. And how Scorsese's like, here, you guys, here's what you got to do, but just do what you got to do. And I think they just fed off each other. I think it was great, you know? It was really good. Yeah. Um, So going into all that, um, there's the cocaine in there, right? Does anyone, do you think you're really doing cocaine? (laughs) No, no, I think it's, uh, is it like sugar, sugar pills? It's not sugar. They are not doing cocaine. B2 vitamins crushed up, right? And so oh. they wanted this to be a big part of the movie. So they're doing it. Um, I know Jonah Hill's not in this movie. I mean, in this scene, he is in the movie, sorry. Yeah. But he actually went to the hospital because yep. of so much B12 that he was yeah. snorting. You can't up. do that much B12. Like, you can't do that much cocaine. Well, Jonah Hill did. I mean, I don't oh have to tell God. you. Are you sure it was B12? Was that, I, don't, I thought it was B2. It was always supposed yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, but he was really thin in this film, so. Uh. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jonah. I don't know if I was getting paid 16 mil. 
I do whatever comes across my nose. Um, another part that was uh, so <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Okay, but, up, everybody. <laughs> but there was the part of you know no one knows whether you're Jimmy Buffett or Warren Buffett. No one knows if a stock goes. It, that is part of the script, you know. But then Matthew McConaughey really goes in. Meanwhile, he does the whole Vegasi. We're bringing in you know cold hard cash via commission, motherfucker. And he has that little like like crane kick karate thing, yeah. like you know, yeah. all improvisation, you know, all that stuff. Did I say it right there? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, I'm learning. Um, but it, it, it does kind of bring me to this next question. I think we'll get deep here. They said that that whole chanting scene, whether it was that or what, really set the tone for the movie. I'm wondering, do you guys, it's it's the most it's a, an important scene in the movie, but is it the most pivotal scene of the movie? Because to me, I think, I look at Jordan Belfort's character. He's not innocent. I mean, he's money hungry, Wolf of Wall Street kind of, well, sorry, not Wolf yet, Wall Street, just I want money, this and that. But he's, I think he's loyal to Teresa, I guess, or whatnot. And I feel like Matthew McConaughey's character, you know, Mark Hanna shows him, Look at it. It's why well, else would you just job cocaine and hookers, my friend? You know, and so yeah, yeah. it really. The next scene, he's at a strip point. club, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's like, it's like it really changes the direction of like, yeah. hey, here's what this is about. Now go. You know, I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think? So, so I, I kind of agree because I mean, even even in the scene, you you see, I mean, the rest of the movie, you know, Jordan Belfort, he's being, you know, he's doing all these crazy stuff. But in this scene, he like, he doesn't want to drink. He doesn't want to do drugs. You know, he's being kind of very. Very, um, you know, be modest, naive, yeah. all of a sudden. Well, yeah, and then like he, he wasn't throwing midgets two scenes before. Yeah, and so I think this scene kind of shows how he kind of transformed from the guy that's like the new kid on the block trying to just do everything right to, you know, make an impression to like, yeah, the next scene you go into the strip clubs, and then throughout the rest of the movie you see how it's changed to he just like it's all everything is it's chaos. The holds bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think one of the things with this particular scene is that. Uh, Jordan Belfort's being influenced by uh, the man who he's going to become, but he becomes Matthew McConaughey's character, but uh, goes way more uh, beyond what his character is. And he, he kind of involves himself in the excess of that character. Like he right. goes far and beyond what Matthew McConaughey is. Right. I, I think it's a really pivotal scene because I, I don't know. I think that I thought Jordan was kind of naive, kind of innocent in this. I think he really is yeah. innocent. Yeah. And, you know, we talk even about- when when the, even when Mark Hanna asks him, you know, do you had a girlfriend, I have a wife, Teresa, she cuts hair. The way he says it, it's almost like, like yeah, you're not going to do cocaine. He, well, he asks him, you know, you're still able to like do drugs in the day and function and do your job. And Mark Hanna's like, yeah, this is what we do, man. You know, I mean, I just feel like you know, Jordan's more of like a regular dude. Like he probably had a regular job before this. Mm-hmm. He went past his Series Seven or whatever he did, and now he's doing you know the Wall Street thing. But it's like you're dealing with Matt, Matthew McConaughey, who's like not elitist, but like, he's like one of those like top echelon brokers. And it's like, Good it's just, vocabulary. it's, yeah, I know I'm trying, man. I, Holly's not here. So I got to step it up. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Holly Hart and a good vocabulary. So I, I don't know. I, I think that we always talk about how we don't develop characters enough in movies. I think this scene, although it's, you know, it's relatively short, it's only them two really excited. Right. Sorry for the server and the background people, but th- we, we needed this and it kind of sets up like showing you how innocent Jordan is and just how this, the nature of this business can really just, you know, change it when you have this kind of an influence like Matthew McConaughey. And I think that's the whole point of the movie. Like, you don't just sell yourself to the devil right away. Like, he didn't become the Jordan Belfort at the very end. No, it's like, little by little, I do this. Okay, yeah. and, and you keep yeah, on... Uh, yeah, I, I think that's what... Yeah, when and, and this is the starting point. It's like, all right, go. You know and it's like mean? when they're, they're talking about like, oh, when your clients make money, like you, they buy an eight and it, it's at 16 now. And then he also and says, fuck the clients. Yeah. 
That to me was pivotal because yes. when he says fuck the clients, because he says, well, it's advantageous if you both know. And he goes, no. And that's when they get that. He's like, no, you need to get money. Fuck them. They think they're getting rich on paper. Right? Like, you know? uh, just uh, FYI, that's not how I think, guys. 909-471-3928. Sell shit little humps. No. What I love about Gus feels attacked, okay? What Gus I love, is Jordan Belfort. What I, I am an absolute sucker for rags to riches stories. Yeah. That's probably why I like this movie so much. I dislike not because of the lifestyle? All the drug use and the lifestyle and, the and I heard cheating on the, women. The, the it's over, not, they, it's they, not me. I heard they really went over the top on that. You know Wait, what I'm let saying? Let us finish. Let us finish his oh, statement. Sorry. No, Gus... Stop talking. Keep going, mugs. Okay. I, I think that what he's saying is all of the stuff is so overwhelming of the strip clubs, strippers, hookers, cocaine, B2, whatever. I mean, they, 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 really, they really went above and beyond on all that. There, I, I don't have the numbers. Anyone have the number of how many times the F word is said in this movie? It's like over 500. I'm super okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's like <laughs> 600 and something. A, we should do a cursing pun or cursing counter on our podcast. We could do that. Um, one thing, I, if you look up this movie, there's a lot to this movie. Oh, here we go. All right. So the F word, uh, according to Wikipedia and Variety, uh, is said 506 times. That's a lot. If, and Kerwin, while you're looking it up, I know you got the screen up. I think that we need to make this into one of our regular episode podcasts because there's a lot to this movie. Oh, yeah. This is just one scene. We'll get to it. I, I mean, we got to work our way up to it. But um, there are some mistakes in this scene. Does anyone notice a mistake in there? As an alcoholic. There it is. The martini glasses. There you go. So there is one, right? And I want to talk about this go because it's, Scor- it's Scorsese. Um, he moves the martini glass, Matthew Connick's character, where you definitely see that there's two, right? And then when it f- goes to the characters on both, like the overview of it, there's only one. But how do you get to that way? Like, how does a martini glass just disappear? I understand if it's in a different position, but like, it's just like gone. I, I, don't, I don't know. What do you guys think? That's, a, that's multiple takes and a script but I, supervisor. But like... I, but I get like it's multiple takes and I get that. But like at one point it's like, hey, I'm taking the martini glass. I mean, it was there at one point. I don't know. It. I don't get we it. They were taking it. We four hits of B12. Like I think <laughs> you okay. forget about shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, we B12. talk about uh, <laughs> we talk about CGI a lot in a lot of our movies. Like this is at, this is one point in the movie where you use some CGI. Yeah, just <laughs> put in like put a it, martini. Put it in the scene. What, $5,000? Put it in the scene. Yeah. Like the, a piece of dog shit. Yeah, the other, the other mistake is, I guess before the waiter comes over to ask him what he wants, he had just got done doing B2 or Coke, right? Right up his nose. And he, Coke, he he takes he takes a, a napkin and like dabs his nose, but then the, 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 the waiter's right there and then he immediately grabs the $100 bill to show how much money he has and it, it doesn't make any sense. Other than that, did you guys even notice that? Because I don't... That makes sense. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, 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 no. Like he has the napkin in his hands yeah. and then the other cut, it's in his pocket getting the $100 bill out. I don't think that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't... I don't it's a cut scene. So, yeah, you know, it's not a continuous scene. Over. Yeah, it's just a cut. Oh, we'll figure it out. I mean, I I, I think we should watch it again. I, I don't. I Wait, mean, it's, so he goes to dab the blow or the B two out with, of his nose. No, no, he's he's not. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. And so he so he takes the napkin out, dabs his nose. Yes. And then and the waiter's right scene. there. He says, would, "What would you like?" You know, Mr. Hannah. And he then they cut angles and is it to just him folded and, perfectly. In his no, no. There's no napkin anywhere holding, and he's now has his hand in his either his pocket or he's reaching his pocket yeah, to get the Yeah, but you don't know what happened in between. 
I think it was continuous. I think it was a continuous. B2 is a hell of a drug. I'm just missing six seconds of a napkin drop, you know. But so. Don't get high off your own B2 supply. I, but I mean, did you guys even notice it? I did, I so did. it's not even that big of a deal yeah. because I had to look up mistakes in this and that's when I found that. That's I would never even have known. Um, I just want to talk about, do you like how Scorsese allows these two well-known actors that, hey, Here's what you got to do, but just like you guys feed off each other. Because to me, I like that. Yeah. I love it, you know, and I think it really is transparent when you watch this scene and you see what was in the script and what they actually did. Because I'll always quote parts of just this scene alone, and I think it's amazing, but that's just them being great actors. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. Agree, no, I, yeah. I like the fact that you brought it up that uh, a lot of this scene was uh, ad libbed. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that you can see the raw confusion in DiCaprio's face. Because until you said that, I had no idea. And I love the fact that, like a lot of his roles, when things go wrong, you know, for example, Django Unchained yes. with the breaking of the glass yeah. and everything, I like that he just keeps on going and everybody just, just roll with it. Let, right. it. let it be what it is. And you really get to see the skill of these two actors as they just keep it going. I mean, yeah, it's just that's talent on the screen. Do you think it's like ironic that like, they both were nominated for best, like you know, actor, and and then one guy. I, I mean, I don't think right. Leo. Oh. I've never seen Dallas Buyers Club. Ooh, really? just, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, good. Okay. it's good. But it's good. I've, I've only seen tidbits of it. But I do think. But I think by the time y'all listen to this, the Revenant episode will already be out. But I feel like, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio should have won Best Actor for this movie Completely before agree. the Revenant, and that's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the Revenant either, though. The, anyway, well, back to yeah. sorry. Um, I mean, I've seen both movies. I think he was great in this film. I think any other year, if he hadn't didn't have to compete with Matthew McConaughey, he would have won. Um, okay. I think the only reason this film didn't he didn't win the role of best actor because it's it's kind of a comedy drama. It's not really. Like Which is, I love that you said it because yeah. I did not like this movie the first time I watched it. Really? really? I, well, I was expecting a really? casino departed Martin's and then you get this and then I watch it again I'm like, well, this is the greatest because it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's a comedy drama. Yeah, kind of thing. So it's, it's it, a lot of it's exaggerated. Um, a lot of it's based on, you know, Jordan Belfort's memoirs and even that he's, he said, hey, a lot of it's exaggerated as well. So they exaggerated even further on the screen. Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> taking lines. He was taking key bumps in the bathroom. <laughs> Okay, so one thing I do want to bring up. So Matthew McConaughey's character, Mark Hanna, have you guys seen any of his like interviews? No. He is nothing like Matthew's character. At all, right? Nothing yeah. at all. He looks like a total Brooklyn guy, not really well-spoken. He's like, oh, this is Mark, the real Mark Hanna? This, this is nothing like what he was on the screen. Uh, it's so, a movie. You know, it's yeah. Hollywood, you know. But, I mean, Jordan Belfort, pretty accurate, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think so? Really? No. No. Jordan Belfort is known to be a a liar and just... Well, he, he's a salesman. Yeah. Shit. yeah, he's a different but, piece of but shit. But he's very charismatic, and I think, I'm a I think Leo pulls that off pretty well. Gus, if you could live Jordan Belfort's life, would you do it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way? I guess... Have you seen I would him? die if I lived Jordan Look, Belfort's life. That's terrible. For, in no way was anything about that movie inspiring. Now, I, the only cool thing, it made me want to pick up a phone. It's our cold <laughs> Start dialing. That's the only cool thing about Are you that. Pick up the phone start and start dialing. dialing. No, and again, happiness did that. And again, Gus, I'm proud of your answer. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, uh, not, yeah, there's no morals to any of the fools acting in that movie. It's, it's, it's a terrible... I'd be so upset if I was Jordan Belfort. Now that you guys know a lot of this movie, is it's not just this scene. I mean... 
when you look at some of these scenes of when the actors are going at it with each other, I mean, yeah. is it kind of intrigue you, I guess, give you more appreciation for the film, even though that I've already appreciate this way more yeah. regardless, you know, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, we need to do this movie, like review it because there's, it, there's you don't understand. We haven't the, touched Jonah Hill and his yeah. performance Jonah in this movie. And do you know that there was a bidding war for the script between Brad Pitt and, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, really? Like you could have had Brad Pitt at. I mean, if so, you look it up. So wait. Moneyball though. So you're so saying. So you're saying that we had to pit these two actors against each there other. There it is. There <laughs> it is. There it is. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 